0: Welcome to another episode of the Property Nomads podcast, and I hope that you enjoyed the mini series uh, of getting started in property that we've just done. I thought there were some fascinating stories there, uh, people from different backgrounds, different uh, things going on, and you know different strategies moving forward. So, uh, you know, a massive thank you to Chris Evans, Kay Hallinan, uh, and Gary and Kirsty of Almad Properties, as well. Hopefully. You know, for the start of the new year, that gives you some inspiration about moving forward and and cracking on with your portfolio investing. Today's episode is to touch base on a couple of key things that you're probably already aware about, but it's worth going over a bit more in depth. And that's changes to energy regulations and also electrical certifications. So some of these are already in place, uh, some of them are coming up, but. You know, rather than just having a podcast of interview, 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 which is always brilliant. Every so often, it's always you know good to provide some practical information where we can. So start off with energy efficiency standards. So in April 2018, the minimum energy efficiency standards, M-E-E-S, came into force, which meant that generally a new tenancy could not be issued for any property where the EPC rating, Energy Performance Certificate Rating, is Lower than an E. So you're probably already familiar with EPCs, Uh, they go from for residential A to G, uh, A being the very best that you can get, G being absolutely horrendous. That's how that works. And with the new legislation, in basically if your property is an F or a G, then you're not going to be able to issue uh, a tenancy for it. Now With everything, there are always exceptions. You know, if you've converted a really old warehouse and you've done everything you can uh, and and the maximum rating you can get is an F, then again, there are always exceptions. You probably need to speak to your local council about that. So I'm just going on the general properties that we have here in England. If you're currently letting the property which has an EPC of below an E, you must carry out work to bring it up to an EPC rating of at least E or apply for an exemption. So again, if you're operating in really old buildings, uh, grade listed buildings, then you might be eligible for an exemption. So again, if you've got a property with a rating of an F or a G, you need to bring that property rating up to an E. If you're currently E or above then there's not too much to worry about. Although the government do have longer-term plans to try and get every property's uh, energy efficiency rating up to a C level, and that's a letter C, not as in SEA. Just in care. <laughs> yeah, I know we're all concerned about global warming. But just wanted to, you know, <laughs> get that spot on. Now, in order to do this, so if you do have a property that is is very low on on the EPC scale, then the government also plopped a law in uh, to say that you are legally required to spend a maximum, including VAT, of £3,500 to improve the property. If you're not sure how to improve the property, I'd recommend checking out your energy performance certificate for the property. Uh, you could do that by visiting the epcregister.com. It's a, now it's a government website. It's very simple to use. And... If your property's got an EPC, which again, as all responsible landlords, you know, we should have EPCs. It will set out your current level, the level that the property could achieve, and then it will give you a list of measurements that you can do. Uh, Common, very simple, common things that you might find on your EPC report would be to install LED light bulbs throughout the property that has a massive impact on the energy performance rating. Other things such as roof insulation, uh, if you live in a house and so forth, you know, improving the level of insulation is a really good way. Uh, Putting TRVs on your radiators, uh, thermostatic radiator valves on your radiators, that's another relatively straightforward measure. Uh, Amongst other bits and pieces as well uh, internal wall insulation, cavity wall insulation, external wall insulation, uh, floor, solid floor insulation, underfloor insulation you know, new windows and another simple cost effective measure is draft excluders, especially if you've got old school wooden doors uh, on your properties as well. Now, I'm aware that some of that might not be applicable. If Again, if you're operating in in grade listed buildings, some of that is going to be easier said than done. And the maximum amount that, say, the government say you're allowed to spend uh, to improve your EPC rating is £3,500. Now, the green homes grant scheme was implemented a little while ago, and I think the government are going to extend it again. We'll put links to this in the show notes. I've done an episode on it a little while ago. There's up to, mainly it's up to £5,000, but there are exceptions where it could go up to £10,000 to improve a property. There's a lot of paperwork, as you can expect with that, and, and a lot of measures that you can be That you can apply for again. Things I've just mentioned: windows, external wall insulation, cavity wall insulation, etc., etc. I'd recommend if you have not checked out the Green Homes Grant scheme, I recommend you do that. Again, the link to that will be in the show notes. It's worth checking out, even if you get a survey done um, and there's not a lot that can be done. It's still, you know, worth getting it done because at the end of the day, if the government are going to contribute a hefty amount. For you improving your property or your portfolio, then you know it's certainly be worth looking at. By the way, this is also applicable to your own home as well, and not just rental properties that you may have. Again, links will be in the show notes. On a side note, and I hadn't thought of this until just now, uh, I recently actually became qualified in doing energy performance certificates, so it's something I'm now fully qualified. To do So if you are looking to get any done, want to get some done, or you've got a big block of properties that you need looking at, uh, as always, email me rob at tpnpodcast.com. That's rob at tpnpodcast.com. Uh, we'll go from there. That's energy efficiency done. Uh, and now move on to electrical safety standards. Uh, we've got a great episode coming up that looks at this really a lot more in depth. But this was just to give you a reminder of the new regulations regarding electrical safety standards through rented properties in England so the new regulations require landlords to have electrical installations in their properties inspected and tested by a person who is qualified and competent at least every 5 years so a regular electrical safety certificate landlords have to keep as usual have to keep a copy of that on file also along with your gas safety certificate etc give the a copy of the certificate to the tenants and to local authority if they ever request it. Now, these regulations came into force on the 1st of June 2020, and they applied to any new tenancies from the 1st of July 2020. For existing tenancies, these regulations come into force by the 1st of April 2021. So, if you do not have your electrical safety certificates done on your properties because you've got existing tenants in there who have been in there a while, you will need to get all of this done. Uh, if you're not familiar with this, speak to your local lettings agent, get them to uh, authorise and carry out the works. If you are familiar with it, then you know get on the phone to your electrician, your Sparky, uh, get all of that booked in as well. Because after the 1st of April 2021 you know, it's a legal requirement to have your electrical safety certificate for existing tenancies. Now, I know that the government like to meddle and interfere on, on many different things, but the the feedback from this is very, very positive. Electrical safety certificates already exist in houses in multiple occupation. They have done for many, many years. Uh, that was under the you know, old management regs uh, from, I think, around 2006, possibly from the Housing Act 2004. But for buy-to-let properties, your your regular family, homes, etc., it's never been a requirement until now. So it really, in my opinion, and and the opinion of many other people out there, it it is a very good thing that is happening here. Uh, Because again, this is all about, you know, as landlords, we provide our product, we provide a service, we're providing homes for people to build their lives in. And if we can do that as safely and as securely as possible, then, you know, we are doing, I feel like we will be doing our duty uh, as well. We do have a duty of care and a responsibility as landlords. So that's electrical safety certificates. So again, for any new tenancies that have been granted from the 1st of July, 2020, this should have all been taken care of. If not, then uh you know I'd speak to your Lettings Agent urgently. If you've got existing tenants in, then by the 1st of April 2021. We've got a podcast coming up that goes into this a lot more in depth as well. Uh, that'll be up in a few weeks' time. And as mentioned HMOs, all of this already applies to HMOs anyway. So that's a bit of information about the up-and-coming changes to energy performance ratings, also electrical safety standards within properties as well. As usual, we'll put the links in the show notes, uh, definitely worth a read. Check out your e- current EPCs, uh, check them on the EPC register, uh, and as mentioned halfway through the episode, uh, I'm now qualified to do uh, energy performance certificate certificates, uh, amongst other Property survey. So if that's of interest, uh, rob at tpmpodcast.com. Until next time, I'll feed us soon.